Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the best damn movie related show on the internet, The John Campbell Show, brought to you in part by Mint Mobile, coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, streaming, all sorts of good things. Don't mind me, there's been a Harry Styles sighting in the area. <gasps> And I'm just trying to be prepared. Uh, joining us today, sitting right over here, is Chris Carr. Chris, how you doing? I am doing great. I'm back with Aaron. I'm back with Joey Bishop. <gasps> and sitting right beside her, of course, making a return fresh off the set of Nancy Drew, where she Woo! now plays the town sheriff. That's true. Aaron Cummings is here with Joey Bishop. How you doing? Yeah, we are so happy to be back from Horseshoe Bay, Maine. I mean, Vancouver. And I did find <laughs> out, because you keep asking me every time I see you, that Nancy Drew will be premiering uh, season four on The CW on January 6th. So and that's your season. That is my season. I'll be in the first episode and several others to come. I don't even know how many episodes I'll be in. So hopefully those darn kids will keep getting into trouble and the town sheriff or the chief of police is going to have to put the smack <laughs> that's down right, on. Chief of police, not town chief sheriff. of police. However, again, I do want to just give a shout out. I like to, calling you sheriff. You know, that's OK. Um, that's because of our costumes we wear off camera just kidding um not public i'm just here starting rumors but i do want to say another shout out to the lovely cast of nancy drew not little twats like some of those other shows it's my favorite endorsement like the john campion show <laughs> like the john campion show. show joining us over there not at all related to the last comment joyce <laughs> being with you guys in the live chat today what is that? Oh, it says homies. You know what? Your mic was blocking the O. I thought oh, it said okay. hummies. I'm like, what the hell is hummies? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Ray Orr is here, ladies and gentlemen. Ray, how you doing? John, have you been hearing about all this AEW drama that's been going on? A little bit. Like what? And, and the WWE, too. Like Braun Strowman came back, which is good news. They oh, I did not know back. that. I'm waiting for Bray Wyatt to make a comeback, and then I'll be fully in. But the AEW stuff is really crazy. CM Punk knocking out one of the young That's books. what I heard. It's like all surrounding CM Punk stuff, right? Now I'm hearing most of the roster wants him off. So, and he's got the title. This is uh, this is some crazy thing for Tony Khan to be working with right now. It's crazy because I've met CM Punk on a couple of occasions. I even sat down with him a bit at, at Comic-Con one time. Like He was just out having breakfast one morning, came by, and he let us sit down with him and talk with him for a bit. Nice guy, but yeah, hearing a lot of that stuff. Anyway, also joining us. Producer Jonathan Voiko. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How's everybody else? Doing well. And guys, most importantly, we are so glad that you are here joining us today. And here's how today's show is going to go. We're going to break it down into two parts. On the first half of the show, we're going to talk about some predetermined topics. Then in the second half of the show, we're going to take your live comments and questions. And here's how you get one on. Number one, you got to be watching live. Number two, when we get to the end of the main topics, we'll announce that we're opening up the Super Chats, and then you guys will have just a couple of minutes to fire in your thoughts, theories, opinions, questions, whatever, and we will address those in the second half of the show. Also, a little bit of housekeeping here. I want to remind you guys that if you need your daily fix of the John Campion Show, but you can't be in front of a YouTube video, good news, there's an audio-only version simply called the John Campion Show Podcast, and you can find it on your favorite podcasting app of choice. And by the way, we just recently launched a new podcast feed as well that we simply call After Show. It is, of course, where we do all of our after shows. It's uh, She-Hulk, it's House of the Dragon, it's Rings of Power, it's soon-to-be Andor. And so you can go and listen to those on that podcast feed. Go and sign up to it today. My dad has been listening to those. Really? He's been doing the She-Hulk one. Your and dad he... knows how to like operate a podcast? Yeah, man. 
My dad's cool as hell. That's awesome. He's awesome. And he has a podcast for you as a recovering lawyer because he's a lawyer and he loves She-Hulk so Is much. it actually called like Recovering Lawyer? Is that it the name? Be. No, but it should Th- be. That would be a good name yeah, for a podcast, That was his title actually. for you where he's like, oh, John, like- <laughs> recovering lawyer. Good for him. Good for him. All right, guys. With all that down, let's get into a couple of off the tops here, shall we? And we're going to start off with this one. You know, obviously uh, the pandemic was horrible for everybody. But, you know, in our sphere of influence, very few was it did it hit harder than the movie theater industry because it's pretty tough to run your business when there's no movies and nobody coming to the theaters. And a lot of theaters shut down. I mean, one of our beloved in Los Angeles here, the Arclight Cinema, is now no more. I mean, and several other smaller chains folded as well. And not all chains can be as ass lucky as AMC Theaters was that some random people did a meme stock of their thing, which basically saved their company. But somehow, someway, Cineworld and Regal Cinemas, they found a way to survive it without being ass lucky with a meme stock. They found a way to survive it. But when you combine still reeling from everything in the pandemic to no product no legitimate product coming out recently to draw people into the theaters. We talked a little while ago that there were whispers that Cineworld, who also own Regal Cinemas here in the U.S., may be looking at bankruptcy. And today it happened. Uh, This is over on Variety. But Regal owner Cineworld commences Chapter 11, that's bankruptcy proceedings, in Texas bankruptcy court. Why does everything bad happen in Texas? True. As I look at the two ladies over here. I mean, uh, we this weren't is, born there, but we caused trouble. We do. <laughs> this is what it says here on Bryce says, the debt-laden Cineworld Group and its subsidiaries have commenced Chapter 11 cases in the United States bankruptcy court for the Southern District of Texas, the company revealed on Wednesday. Now, before any of us jump to the conclusion that that means, oh, as of this afternoon, all Regals and Cineworlds are all closing the doors. No. Bankruptcy is a step. It's a mechanism. It's a tool, ideally, to allow a company an opportunity to survive, to restructure and survive. It goes on to say this. The company, Cineworld, which owns Regal Cinemas in the U.S., said in a statement, As a part of the Chapter 11 cases, Cineworld, with the expected support of its secured lenders, will seek to implement a deleveraging transaction that will significantly reduce the group's debt, strengthen its balance sheet, and provide the financial strength and flexibility to accelerate and capitalize on Cineworld's strategy for the cinema industry. Basically, that means it's going to give us a minute. So that's yeah. that's basically that's all legalese for just give us a minute to catch our breath and we'll restructure and get things right here. Now, it does not look right now like Cineworld or Regal are about to go under. It, it, that doesn't look. It sounds tr- also like their debt partners are working with them to make sure they can get this all sorted out and come out the other side. It may mean your local Cineworld or your local Regal might close. They might mean a downsizing of the whole operation. Maybe yes, maybe no, don't know. But I mean, it's just a reminder that the effects, as we talked about this during the pandemic, it's like the effects of what's going on in the pandemic are going to be felt for a couple of years after. And we are seeing that kind of play out right now with Cineworld and Regal. Well, of course, this Regal, the second biggest movie theater chain in the U.S., mm-hmm. next to AMC, who got ass lucky and got a meme stock to keep them alive. But anyway, Chris, you hear about this. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. I mean, Cineworld's huge. They have over 9,000 screens. They operate over 10 countries. So it is wild to see a giant like this tumble down, right? But they accumulated like five 
billion dollars worth of debt yeah. over the course of the pandemic billion with a b y'all so oh. it does make sense um filing for this from my understanding and please note i know about money the same way michael scott does when i hear this <laughs> i immediately think of like i, I declare bankruptcy um, i defer to jonathan for financial information on this but we it all should, do right it should allow for them to at least restructure I'm just concerned with how they're going to go throughout this restructuring process while they're going to be in such a drought for content. I mean, the rest of the year until November, really, we don't have a lot of big blockbusters coming into theaters. So I'm interested to see what moves they're going to make to try to get butts in seats until we can get to Black Panther. It's basically. like Daniel Day-Lewis in Last of the Mohicans mm -hmm. saying, stay alive. It's like that's Black Panther 2 calling out to Regal. Just stay just alive till November. Exactly. Just stay, get to November. Anyway, uh, Aaron, you hear about that? I mean, listen, we are still faced with the harsh realities of this stuff. So what do you think about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you say that the that the effects of the pandemic are going to be felt for several more years, I mean, I think that there even a decade from now, I think that there's still going to be things that we go, oh, well, you know, the stupid COVID hadn't happened. Um, like there's always going to be uh, collateral damage that we discover after the fact. And and it's not even just with um, the the drought of product. It's also with consumers still being a little anxious about going back to the theater. There's still some, you know, yeah. there, there's still that going on. And, you know, I agree with both of you. The, uh, the, the declaration of bankruptcy does not Auto always equal a death sentence. There are plenty of companies that have been able to declare bankruptcy, get their stuff in order, and then be able to go on and regroup. I remember, you know, I'm a big fan of Detroit. Love it. It's like my second home. And when the city of Detroit declared bankruptcy, everybody was like, oh my God, this is terrible. Sometimes it's just, you need to get to a certain place to get all of your ducks in a row and then be able to move forward in a more structured way. I think that the, them declaring bankruptcy is a way of going, okay, we're, we have to do this legally and to take the next proper steps in order to move forward as a company and i hope that they're bringing in some really smart people who are going to be able to help them to whatever the next chapter is because what we don't want to happen is after a drought of content we don't want them to have a drought of uh, exhibition. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to when that content comes and it's going to be a tidal wave because everything's in production now when that content comes, we want to make sure that it is available to the people who want to see it, i.e. all of you. And by the way, the, the pandemic isn't the only problem for Regal because as a Canadian, uh, I got real damn excited a couple of years ago when I found out that Cineworld was also, not only do they own Regal, they were going to buy Cineplex, which is oh. the national chain in Canada that has pretty much gone to hell. And I was all excited that Cineworld was going to buy them. And then Cineworld's like, oh, yeah, things are pretty bad. Yeah, we're going to back out of the buying deal. It's like, but the contracts are signed. And so they're still facing a lawsuit from Cineplex as well. Ooh. So there's still that on top of everything else, too. So anyway, lots of stuff going on there. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? I mean, yeah, the, the worst of the pandemic seems to be all behind us now, but the effects are still rolling on. Do you think Regal and Cineworld are going to survive this? I think they will. They'll probably come out the other side. But what's it going to look like when they do? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave us your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's do another off the top, and that is this. There are a few simple things in life that I appreciate, right? My grandmother's, my nonna's cooking, right? I know I'm going to love it. A soft bed at the end of a long day. I know I'm going to love it. Ty Sheridan has a new project. Mm. 
That's it. It's automatic. It's going to be great. By the way, if any of you guys didn't see Mayor of Kingstown, oh my God. It's it's probably, I was talking to a friend of mine, it's probably the most underrated show of the past couple of years. It's absolutely fantastic. Of course, he's Ty Sheridan's also got Yellowstone out there. His movies are fantastic, all that kind of stuff. 1883. Well, 1883 was great. Hell or High Water, the movie was, I mean, he's just, Ty Sheridan is the guy. I mean, he's just ruling everything he touches right now. Well, his newest project that he's doing in relation with uh, Sylvester Stallone who is starring in and also a producer on a new series called Tulsa King just dropped its first trailer. Now we talked about Tulsa King a while ago when they first announced it and they were going into productions like this is going to sound interesting. Trailer came out. I got to tell you, I loved it. I love this trailer and Stallone just seems like the perfect casting for this. For those of you guys who don't know much about the show, basically it seems like the idea is, he went into prison following the, the mafia's code of keeping his mouth shut, did 25 years, comes out expecting to be rewarded, and instead they kind of send him off to Tulsa instead of being in one of the big cities. And now he's building his own empire there. I thought the trailer was great. I really did. Even if you take Ty, Sher Ty Sheridan's name away from it, I would have looked at this trailer and thought, this looks pretty damn good. Knowing that it's Sheridan, I'm like, okay, this is probably going to, be an Emmy contender. I'm just going to guess up to him. I loved what I saw. Anyway, Aaron, you had a chance to see the trailer for this this morning. What did you think about it? I have been hooked ever since I saw the first trailer drop. First of all, I love Sylvester Stallone. I love his origin story. He's such a fighter in, you know, many ways. And if you don't know his full history of how he got Rocky made, it's really just an inspirational story. So I highly recommend you check it out. And Taylor Sheridan, one of the things that I love about this guy is he went from being a working actor who was flat out told, like, you're never going to be a star. They pretty much just said, like, we're going to write you off as you're just going to be playing, you know, number five or six in the call sheet. So just he was get pretty good in Sons of Anarchy. I liked him. in Yes, that. exactly. Yeah. But he was told this is where you're going to be. But don't ever don't ever think that you're going to have your own show. I mean, uh, uh, John Hamm was told the same thing. Many, many, uh, many a Hollywood star has been told you're never gonna. And then guess what they do? They turn around like Taylor Sheridan and they go, oh, watch me, watch me and just see what I'm going to do. And he has been just been putting out hit after hit after hit. And by the way, good Texas kid from Bosque, Texas, yeah, also a fellow Cancerian born two days before me. Um, so, hey, Taylor, if you ever want to have a double birthday party, call me up. We'll go hit the roller I rink. Didn't know, I didn't know you were going to say birthday party after Yeah, that, I was so like, I what's just, going on here? Yeah, I'm, like, yeah I'm, just, I'm glad you finished that sentence. Yes, okay, yes, so yes. Please, please, so please. I, I am thrilled about this. And, and, and you're right. This is one of those roles that it just seems like uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone was born to play and there's so many recognizable faces that as yeah. Chris and I were watching it, I was like, oh, oh, I know that person. Oh, who's that? Oh, who's that? And that's what I love. I don't necessarily need to see a star studded trailer because I don't care about, oh, that person's famous. That person's a huge pop star. I don't care about that. What I care about is, oh, I love that character actor. I don't remember their name, but I just know that they're great in everything they do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I kept seeing popping up over and over and over. So not only do you have a, awesome leading role but you are surrounding that actor with incredible talent so and, and some wonderful bits of humor which i'm looking forward to yeah the disco line killed me anyway chris you saw it what did you think well first of all aaron you have to watch a documentary called uh, that guy from that thing 
Uh, oh, it's really good. It's so good. And it is all those like journeyman actors of, oh, yeah, I know you. This is wonderful. I'm going to be a little bit of a party pooper, you guys. Because this is a great trailer. It's a great trailer. You know what else had a great trailer? Samaritan. Well, yes. And I yes. know this is and very apples and oranges. Well, it's not that apple. I mean, it also I mean, starred Sylvester Stallone. It's still Sylvester Stallone. That's why. I, I am confident in Taylor Sheridan's ability. I am confident in size abilities, too. When he wants to do well, when he doesn't phone it in, by God, is he a tremendous actor. Copland. So It's, it's like, one of, like, do you ever see Copland? He's oh, incredible. my God, he's so good in that. Yeah. And the supporting cast does make me really excited about this. I love Martin Starr. I adore love Dana Martin Delaney. Starr. Oh, my gosh. From, from Tombstone to, to, oh, her work is Lois Lane in the animated series. You're a queen. I love you, Dana, Dana Delaney. Delaney? Yes. Like, China Beach before you were born, my love. But I mean, whoa. I don't know that one. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Back in the day. But I, I, the supporting cast makes me excited. The premise makes me excited. I'm just going in with a healthy dose of skepticism. I, I just want to make sure that I am not wounded yet again. <laughs> right. Well, it is Taylor Sheridan. He has not wounded me. I, I will admit I did not love the one thing of his that I did not love was that movie he did with Why Am I Freezing On? The, uh, Brad Pitt's ex, Angelina uh, Jolie, Angelina Jolie, that, that where she was the uh, forest firefighter. Oh, yeah, that one was that one wasn't so great. But Taylor Sheridan was in. He, no, he uh, I, he wrote it, I believe, wrote it or produced it or created it. One of those things. He was connected to it. Uh, so that's the only th project of his that I wasn't like totally in love with. Mm -hmm. But anyway, guys, question is for you. Have you had a chance to see the trailer for Tulsa King? If so, what did you think about it? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys, with that down, before we move on any further, we're going to take a second and thank one of the new sponsors of our show here today, our friends over at DraftKings. Guys, we want to take a second and thank one of the sponsors of today's video, DraftKings. Now, guys, you know I am a huge sports fan. And football fans, the first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And, as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team goes on to lose. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code Campia to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's promo code Campia only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And thank you to our friends at DraftKings. <clears throat> it's NFL season again this Thursday, Bills versus the LA Rams. We almost got tickets to it, but then we thought, huh, we could probably buy a second house for that. That's going to cost, so mm -hmm. we didn't go, but going to watch that game anyway. All right, guys. With that down, we're now going to move on to uh, one of our newer segments here on the show. Of course, it is our Mint Mobile hotline question of the day. You guys are used to writing in questions, but you now you can have your voice on the question by using our Mint Mobile hotline. And our Mint Mo Mobile hotline number is 951-268-4259. You can call that number anytime, leave your voicemail, and maybe you might hear it here on the show. So what is our Mint Mobile hotline question today? 
Hey, John. Uh, my name is Nathan Diggs. I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland. My question is, a lot of times when you quote your sources, you never quote places like Yahoo.com. So I don't know what I'm about to say is credible or not, but I just read a report that said Marvel has hired John Boyega, Denzel Washington, John Krasinski, and a couple other people. Is any truth to this? All right. Thanks a lot for, for calling in. So instead of addressing the things in there, any truth to that one particular report, because there are, have been over the past three or four months, a million reports of this person's in this and this person that. And of course, five of those reports for the same role. So it can't possibly, you know, by automatic, four of them are wrong. So we're not really going to address that. But you asked about the fact that Yahoo is reporting this. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about this for a second. Now, uh, first of all, we do quote Yahoo News and Yahoo Entertainment News every once in a while on here. As a matter of fact, we do. Um, but here's the thing. This is the interesting thing about that particular report that is on Yahoo right now. See, somebody like yourself, understandably, will see that on Yahoo, they run this story that says uh, Krasinski, this person, that person, Denzel, the, the, and you think, oh, Yahoo is reporting that this is this. When actuality, Yahoo is not reporting it. We talk about this all the time with, uh, with our uh, viewers is that Follow the source. Where does the story really come from? Quite often people write into me and say, John, 18 different outlets are reporting this. And if you once you start looking, you realize, no, 18 outlets are not reporting it. One outlet is, and the other 17 outlets are just quoting that one outlet that's reporting it. In the, this particular case, and this happens quite often, Yahoo is doing a story that is coming from something called the Cosmic Circus. And, you know, the Cosmic Circus is a site that I, I think has about 5,000 uh, followers on Twitter or, or something like that. It, it's a small outlet. doesn't mean it's not a great outlet. I'm just saying it's a very, very small outlet. To put it in perspective, like, I'm a Joe effing nobody from Nobody Town, and I have about 100,000 followers on Twitter, and I'm nobody. And so this one has about 7,000 followers, 6,000 followers, 5,000, whatever. It's a small outlet. So... Fine, small. Doesn't mean bad, just means small. Yahoo is not reporting that those people have been cast. Yahoo simply saw that Cosmic Circus reported that, and they did a story about it. And that's what happens a lot in our online movie entertainment sphere, is that a lot of times, you know, some, you know, uh, Gus's movie reviews dot fart website <laughs> will will write a story, right? They're so and good. And then screen. Let, let's say uh, Pauly Shore is going to star in Fantastic Four. Let's say Gus's movie reviews dot fart. Yeah, buddy. Writes Pauly says, yeah, buddy. So they they write on their website that. So then what happens is Screen Rant says that, and says, well, we don't actually believe that true, but Screen Rant will write. Uh, Polly Shore is going to be appearing in law. And then they, if, once you read the, the screen, this is where it's important for us as fans. Once you read through the article, at some point, if you're a half-decent outlet like Screen Rant, they will say where they heard this from. It'll say, like, according to Gus's movie reviews.fart, blah, blah, blah. So really, it isn't Screen Rant that is reporting that Polly Shore is going to be in Fantastic Four. It's Gus's movie reviews.fart that's reporting it, and Screen Rant is just repeating it. And there's nothing wrong with Screen Rant repeating it. I'm just saying that's what often happens. And then MovieWeb sees that same story, and then they write it. And then 
Joe Blow sees that same story and then they write. And then now all of a sudden, you're a film fan and you're like, oh my gosh, all these sites that I'm reading are reporting that Pauly Shore is in Fantastic Four. Well, since Screen Rant and Movie Web and Joe Blow are all reporting it, that must mean it's true. When in reality is, they're not reporting it. Gus's movie reviews. Fart reported it, and they're just repeating what they heard. It was a mistake. It was actually Fantastic Shore. It's a documentary about. <laughs> oh, oh, that actually. Oh, it was all broken telephone. I yeah. would watch the hello. <laughs> Fantastic Shore, the Polly Shore story. Oh, I would man. watch that right after the Weird Al story. Um, so I mean, then that's <laughs> what happened here with the Yahoo story. It's not that Yahoo isn't a reliable source. It's that Yahoo isn't the source. Uh, another place is. And so now you don't, you're not asking the question is, is Yahoo a reliable place to get information? You're asking the question is, is this place that they got it from reliable source of information? And, and, and I'm not super familiar with this particular Elliot. They might be fantastic. So that's up for you to figure out and decide if they are. But I just thought uh, your question raised a really great thing. Now, as far as whether it's Denzel and Krasinski are in there, I, listen, we're going to find out in 72 hours, 72 hours from now, I'm going to be sitting in the Anaheim convention center in hall D the big D and I'm going to be listening and watching a presentation of them revealing everything they are. The big D will reveal all. That's a good philosophy for life. You know, so, the funny no. thing about having a Canadian on this show is they say funny things <laughs> that don't mean what he thinks they mean, like the big D or Yahoo, as the chat is pointing out. Is that a Canadian pronunciation of Yahoo? Well, the commercials pronounce it Yahoo. Yahoo. That's right, the way they say it in their commercials. Sorry. I'm, I'm just poking a little it? fun at your at your at your quaint little Canadian accent. <laughs> the way we Canadians Yahoo. speak. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much. So yeah. So uh, anyway, there. I, I just thought it was an interesting opportunity to kind of throw that. So remember, as you are educated film fans and you're getting stories, when you see an interesting story or headline, read a little bit down into it and see if that outlet you're reading is actually the one who are making these claims and making the, and breaking that story, or. Are they simply repeating what came from another source? Because if it's a good outlet, they will mention where they got it from. And if it's all just coming from the same place, well, it still may be true. It's just that it's not as credible as saying 14 different outlets are all saying they all have sources to say this, right? So that's a little bit of a difference. Anyway, super glad that you called that in, man. It was really timely for this. And uh, let's see what happens when they make the announcements at D23 on Saturday. All right, guys, you know what? Feeling good today. So I think we're going to do two Mint Mobile hotline questions Ooh, of today. Okay. So let's go on to a second Mint Mobile question. What's our second one? Hey, John and Cole. This is Rich Robbins from Chicago, Illinois. D23 is right around the corner. And as I wonder what big announcements are on the horizon, I'm thinking about the two Avengers movies coming up in 2024. Since they're so close to one another, I'm wondering how they will make both interesting for the audience. What do you think the chances are one of these movies will be revealed to be a Young Avengers movie? My guess would be the Kang Dynasty one. Thanks, and bring on the filthy. All right, thanks again for saying that, in. And again, D23, 72 hours from now, the biggest announcement event since the Disney Investor Day call a couple of years ago. This, this, is the, this is the one. This is the big thing. I'm expecting bomb after bomb after bomb to be dropped at this thing, just like they did at the previous D23. So the Avengers, well, let's start with the first kind of question. The real big question you have here really is about the young Avengers, but let, let's go to the first part about how can they keep audiences interested by having the two Avengers so close to each other? That ain't going to be a problem. That, that's not going to be the slightest problem. I remember they released like Matrix movies, like six months apart, two and three. And even though like three was really not any good, people were still super excited about getting out to see it. If anything, a lot of people would argue that 
a lot of these sequels should be made at the same time and then released very close to each other because you'll just you'll be able to build on that momentum. So, yeah, I don't think getting the audience excited for Avengers movie is going to be the problem. That's not the problem at all. Now, as far as your question, to give context to what he's asking, you guys might remember that a few years ago, there was a Captain America movie coming out that they announced was going to be called Captain America and the Serpent Society. But then at a big announcement event that they did at the El Capitan Theater in, in Hollywood, I was there, Christian Harloff was there with me. We were sitting about 15 feet away from Kevin Feige. He stood on the stage and announced, well, guys, we got something to tell you. And they had the Captain America Serpent Society logo up. It's not exactly Captain America Serpent Society. And the title went away and the new title, Captain America Civil War, came out. Now, ever since they've done that, every single Marvel movie that comes out, people ask, is this just a fake out? Is this what, like, there have been 20-something movies since, and it's still like, maybe this one is just a fake out. Maybe this is just, but it's always been the movies they're saying they are. But with two Avengers movies coming out, Avengers Kang Dynasty, Avengers Secret Wars, could one of them actually, could we get to D23 and Kevin Feige comes out on stage and there's a big title that says Kang Dynasty, Avengers Kang Dynasty, and then it goes away and actually comes out Avengers New Age, Young Avengers, like comes out on screen. I'm going to go ahead and say the chances of that are absolute zero. And one of the, there, there's two big reasons why. Number one, Avengers is your main absolute bread and butter franchise. If you're going to pull a fast one and pull a sneak thing, you don't do it with the Avengers name. You, you just, you don't do that. Second is this. I'm sure there are going to be some people that would be interested in a young Avengers movie. I'm sure there are. It's me. I'm not necessarily one of them, That's but Chris right. is. And, and, and I'm sure there are, there are others. It's a thousand to one ratio of people who are interested in Avengers Kang Dynasty but come on, Chris, even you. I know. If there were two theater doors in front of you right now, one is playing Avengers Kang Dynasty and one is playing Young Avengers. Which one are you going into first? I want to go to Kang Dynasty, but I want to yes, have my cake and eat it too. I know. Hey, maybe you will get both. But my <laughs> point is what, what they will not do is piss off a thousand people to make one person really happy, mm -hmm. right? It, it's that's just like maybe you do that with, I don't know, the Agatha series they have coming out. I mean, I'm looking forward to Agatha. I am, mm -hmm. but I mean, that's one you say, hey guys, we're just kidding. It's not the Agatha thing that we're holding that. It's actually Young Avengers. You can do that for something like that. I just don't think you can do, you can't say, hey everybody, we're bringing you Avengers Kang Dynasty. And to say, kidding, we're giving you a McNugget. We promised Ew. you this huge buffet, but we're instead, we're going to give you chicken nugget. I, I just don't think they can possibly do that with this. I don't know, Chris, you hear this as one of those people who would be looking forward to a Young Avengers. I mean, I'd love a Young Avengers. Do you think they could get up on stage at D23 and say, we were just kidding about this one Avengers movie. It's actually going to be a Young Avengers movie. Now, I mean, I think it was different before the title got announced because there was speculation on this show, right? Hey, they just secured the rights to yeah. the Dynasty and everything. We were still a little iffy on that of, well, they secured the rights to a lot of things, guys. Let's pause the brakes there. But I think this for sure is going to happen now. We have a big buildup of who Kang is in the universe. We had that title announced. I don't think we're doing the bait and switches as much anymore, unless it comes to actual plot, plot devices within the films themselves, not so much the names. You hear about this. What do you think? It is the decade of Kang. And, <laughs> yeah. and he, I mean, he's like popping up everywhere. And you would think that um, someone who 
just sort of pops up and in a, as a cameo in almost every single Marvel property that he would get old and people would be like, OK, enough of this. But not only am I not seeing any of that, I'm not feeling it myself either. Well, as of right now, he's only been in Loki as of right now. He's only appeared in Loki. But we do have him, of course, coming up in Ant-Man. For people who are listening no. to our podcast and have no idea why the air just went dead. <laughs> Let, was this one of those situations where Aaron thought we were talking about somebody else? It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, who's King? Who's King? He's Jonathan Majors at the end of Loki. Oh, I thought he was the you guy that does the... Oh, That's Wong. <laughs> it's monosyllabic. It's Still like an consonant oh, vowel, consonant, consonant. W-O-K-A. I mean, oh, Kevin Feige just it said it is the, the, the well, Wong cinematic universe. I'm blonde. Now, pretty. In Aaron's defense, she, she is not. She's not the MCU, the big MCU fan of, at the table. So why like, am I even here? Like, why am I even? <laughs> honestly, I know you guys are thinking it. What is that ding dong doing on this show? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know myself. We need cookies input oh. on all things behind the scenes, oh. <laughs> the inner workings, the machinations of the film industry. I know. Avengers, imagine if it was Avengers: The Wong Dynasty. Do you guys understand? Do you guys understand the flop sweat that? I fall into when I I see John and I'm just like don't cut to me don't cut to me don't cut to me god damn it and then he like looks over and he's like Aaron what do you think I'm like motherfucker well, that's why I send out show notes but but if they did pull a this fast one with show. that it, oh, that's true. This wasn't in the show notes. I take that back. You, I'm, like, you, I stand I'm loving seeing Kang. He's but like everywhere. Bring on more Kang. And you're they like, were like to I don't pull know. a bait and switch with Avengers Kang Dynasty. That would be one I think the audience would forgive. If they suddenly switch it out and say it's actually Avengers the Wong Dynasty. They just changed the K and E A. Yeah. This yeah. It would be yeah. pretty good. That's and the Wang Dynasty? No, I said the K and the A. So okay. the, okay. the K and okay. the A. Like, wait a second. The Wang, <laughs> not just the K. A very different film. The Wang Dynasty, totally Wang. different. Announced here at the Big D, the Wang Dynasty. Let's which go. Rob, which Robert Meyer Burnett will have a cameo in yes. in the background yeah. and the hot toy for. <laughs> yes. Well, now um, we piqued his interest. He's <laughs> <laughs> interested. Um, all right. With that down, guys, thank you for sending that in. We appreciate that very much. What do you guys think? Listen, maybe you think it is possible. Maybe you think they could swap out one of these things in D23 and say, surprise, it's actually a Young Avengers movie. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys, with that down, we're going to move on into our main topics here today. But before we do, we want to take a second to thank one of the sponsors of today's video and the guys who made my uh, breakfast shake here this morning, our friends at Athletic Greens. Hey guys, we want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this video, Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I don't eat enough vegetables, and I was looking for a way to make up for that deficit in my diet of those vitamins and minerals that I really need in my system, and thank goodness I found Athletic Greens, and I literally take it every morning. You see, with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things. And my wife got onto it and now she absolutely loves it. You know, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will 
actually absorb like athletic greens. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash campia. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash campia to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you to our friends at Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. Remember, guys, you can find links to all of our sponsors and the promo codes down in the description of this video. And when you guys go and check out our sponsors, not only are you going to be able to enjoy their great products, but you're also supporting our channel at the same time. So thank you again to Athletic Greens. And, of course, some people in the live chat now are, are speculating that Wong is actually a Kang variant. Mm. So maybe, See, that's that, maybe Aaron is actually three steps alert. ahead of all of us. Boom. All right, guys, with all that out of the way, let's now move on to our main topics here today. How do we select our main topics on the John Campus Show? Well, that's where you guys come in because you guys come up with our main topics. Whenever you come across a big topic, issue, or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe... Just maybe you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on the John Campia show. With that down, Chris, what is our first main topic today? Our first topic comes from Aiden Morse. Good morning, everyone. John, I know that one of the biggest questions going around for a lot of us fans who loved the Netflix corner of the MCU is, are those shows actually canon or not? I'm wondering even harder now with the Daredevil series coming. Anyway, Rosario Dawson just did an interview with Hollywood Reporter saying she has unfinished business with her character, Claire but she doesn't yet know if she's going to be in the show or not. Do you think she will be? All right, Aiden, thanks a lot for saying that in. And yeah, so first of all, Rosario Dawson is a global treasure. Uh, I love her. I fell in love with her. I mean, I always liked her before it anyway, but in Clerks 2, totally fell in love with her. She's like the ultimate teenage guy's dream girl in Clerks 2. And I'm really kind of excited to see her pop up in Clerks 3 as well. And she even got me, me, to get excited about an Ahsoka show. And yet she did. She got me excited about it. So can't wait to see her in that. But she was doing an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, and it kind of brought up this whole thing about the MCU and the old Netflix shows. And with, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox over here now, there's still a kind of lingering question, which I have a feeling we're going to get definitively answered at D23. And that question is, okay, are these versions of Daredevil and Kingpin, or are they the actual, literal, same characters from that same show. Because obviously, this Kingpin is different from the Kingpin in Daredevil. He's got certain powers and everything that he never had and all that kind of stuff. And are they going to say one thing or the other? Who knows? Is Charlie Cox our Daredevil, but is a different actor from, you know, uh, from something else going to play a similar character that came out? Who knows? Would Claire be there? Of course, played by Rosario Dawson. That's another good question. Well, they asked her when they were talking to her about Clerks 3, they brought up the MCU question, and she said this. This comes just from The Hollywood Reporter. The reporter asked her, on the subject of Marvel's Claire Temple, do you feel like you have unfinished business with her? To which Rosario Dawson said, oh yeah, for sure. You don't even see her in the last tell Claire to go home moment of Luke Cage. So what is that? You know, it's terrible. So yeah, I'd be super curious, 
But I'm just so stoked for everybody, though. It's been a long time coming. I was really excited uh, to know that uh, to know that all of our shows are actually part of the MCU now with Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio coming over into these different projects now. So yeah, 18 episodes of Daredevil Born Again. I'm there. Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, they know where I am. Mm. All right, so that comes to us from uh, Rosaria Dawson. So first thing I want to talk about is this thing where she says, oh, it's so exciting that there are over shows in the MCU now. Some people wrote to me and said, Rosaria Dawson just confirmed that it's the actual... Well, she doesn't even know if she's in this thing. I highly doubt that she knows the answer to that. So she's just talking about, it's really exciting that we see Charlie and Vincent and all that kind of stuff coming over here too. Will we see her? I don't know. Part of me feels like... I'm of two minds on this. Because part of me feels like if they were going to have Rosario Dawson in this and they've They've officially announced the show. It's going into production soon. You would think that Rosario Dawson would know if her character is even in the script. Yeah, like you'd think at this point she would know that. Now, you can play the game of she's just being coy. She actually does know she's not saying. she's. She has been pretty. I get it. I get Andrew Garfield said forever that he's not in the new Spider-Man. I, I get that. But that is a very, very one in a thousand rare exception. Normally, when a person says they're in something or not in something... 99.9% .9 of the time, they're in it and not in it, just as they said. She's been pretty consistent for a while saying that she would love to come and be in it, but as of right now, she has not heard anything about it. So, again, the one part of my brain is if she was going to be, they would have talked to her by now. Like, you don't officially announce the show and say you're going to production when you don't even know if a certain character is in the script. Like, that makes no sense to me. On the other hand... Man, she was kind of the Nick Cage, Nick Cage, Nick Fury. Of, Nick Cannon. She was like the Nick <laughs> Cannon of the Netflix Marvel so shows. She was the Nick Fury of the Netflix Cannon. She was the connective thread uh, amongst most of it at any rate. And so part of me feels like even if it's a different version, even if the, these are multidimensional variants of the Netflix character, whatever, even if that, it seems odd to me that you're even trying to replicate kind of what they did at Netflix without the Claire character. So I am totally coin tossed on this. On the one hand, I think she's probably not in there because she would know by now. On the other hand, I have a hard time imagining doing this without her character there. So I'm total 50-50 coin tossed on this, to be honest with you. Chris, you hear about this. Do you think we're going to see her in this? And what stands out to you about what she said? I mean, first of all, I love that THR treated her like Casper the friendly ghost. Do you have unfinished business? <laughs> She's like, Claire, can I keep you? I told you I'm a good dancer. I, I, I would love to have her in here. Rosario Dawson's a tremendous actress. And Claire's a really fun character. And like you were alluding to, she was sort of this linchpin connective tissue throughout the Defenders before they assembled together. And that was really fun to see. For me personally, I don't, when it comes to actors that I absolutely adore, I trust and love no one in Marvel now. <laughs> I have been burned before and you all are filthy, filthy liars because Kevin Feige will blow dart you at any point and I get it. So I understand when people don't tell us whether or not they're in things. I feel like Night Nurse would be a character though that we would probably know about going into the series. That seems like a big one, right? I'm more interested, though, in bringing Karen and Foggy back. If we're talking Daredevil, those are the characters I want to see come back first. So if Night Nurse is in it, great. If she's not, All right. be heartbroken. Let me, let, me, let me press you on this a little bit. Okay. So let's say Karen and Foggy are going to be in Daredevil. Because, again, mm -hmm. I, I don't see how you do a Daredevil series without those characters. Yeah. But are they new actors? 
or do you, so let's say, let's say they make some big announcement at D23 mm -hmm. and they say, we're now going to bring out the cast of the new Daredevil Born Again. Mm -hmm. Are Spoiler, you predicting? it's me and Aaron. I'm Foggy. <laughs> You're the new Foggy. <laughs> I'm Foggy and she's Karen. They've done a gender swap on Foggy. I have been called Karen several times, actually. So they, that's funny that you say that. Do they bring out the actors from Netflix or do you think it's going to be new actors or plot twist? John Favreau is foggy again. What? What? I don't believe that one. Okay. We had we could have done it in Doctor Strange, but they weren't. You're great right. Enough. They could have done that in Doctor you Strange. Cowards. What a missed opportunity Gosh, that was. That would have been okay. great. Um, I think personally, I think you would go with the actors we had before. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio has gone on to talk about how the actress who played Karen Page was such a pivotal part of the series. She and was everything. so good in that show. She was wonderful. And I'm completely blanking on her name right now. I'm so sorry, y'all. Um, she was great on, on True Blood and stuff like that, too. Um, I think you bring back the whole team. And sure, there's adjustments to everyone. But I think we all liked that series so much and the the different players in that cast, too, so much that I think if we're going to bring back those folks, we bring back the same actors as well. At least for me. At least for me, that's what I'd do. Aaron, you're hearing Rosario Dawson talking about all this stuff. Do you think we're going to see her back when Daredevil Born Again comes out? Well, I agree with you. I think that Rosario Dawson is a national treasure. She is just fantastic in everything she does. Um, I would encourage you to go see a little film called Josie and the Pussycats. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I love it so much. She also is in a fantastic film called Raze, R-A-Z-E, uh, which was produced by the wonderful and fantastic Zoe Bell and Tracy Toms was in it. And there is, if you want to see some brutal chick fights, like... It gets down and it's an amazing story as well. That being said, um, yeah, I don't understand how you would do this and bring out the cast, especially if you're having Charlie Cox playing Daredevil. Mm -hmm. That's also one of those things that would just be a bigger um, it would be a bigger omission than just, oh, yeah, we're having Charlie Cox's Daredevil, but we're replacing a couple of these other characters. It is actually possible to not know at this point if she if the character of Claire is going to be in the series at all, because um, if all the all the episodes are probably not written at this point. So going into it, there is a possibility that as the uh, you know, as they continue to write the shows that her character pops up, she just may not be an integral part of the storyline this season. <clears throat> that being said, sorry, I'm getting over a cold. That being said, the way that her quote kind of reads is almost like a, hey, I'm here. I would love to do this. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So if you guys find a way to work me into the script, I wouldn't be mad about that. Kind of like how I was like, hey, Flash writers, you know, Block is still alive. She's in the <laughs> hospital. And I kept talking about it on this show. And clearly the writers of The Flash watched this because all of a sudden one day they were like, hey, whatever happened to Block? Oh, she died. OK, moving on. Um, and then that happened. So uh, I do think that the her saying, you know, there's unfinished business or stuff that we need to do. An actor is always going to go back and be like, well, what about this thread that never got tied up about my character? Whereas the story itself may have just continued to go on and it, that was an integral part of it. So uh, it did kind of read as one of those things of like, I would really like to do this. So, hey, poke, poke, make this happen for me. But you know what? She's Rosario Dawson. She's incredibly talented. She would be she's an asset to any project. And it makes sense with her being in the Defenders in I know she had an appearance in um, what was the one with Kristen Ritter, uh, Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones she's in Luke, Cage. Luke Cage. She's in all these. She's already she is canon.
Yeah, and not I mean, Nick so, Cannon. She is canon for yeah. this world. So I, for one, would be very upset if she were not included. Yeah, or, you know, is are they just saying, you know, this is a different universe and a different actress can play it because it's not the exact same. I mean, I don't know. We're going to find out. I think we're going to get those definitive answers on Saturday at D23. Question is for you guys. What do you think? Do you think when Daredevil Born Again comes around, we're going to see Rosario Dawson? I don't know. Maybe she's going to be in Anaheim this weekend. We'll find out for sure. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number two. Chris, what is our second main topic today? This comes from Anish. John, I've heard you say that The Acolyte is your most anticipated Star Wars show. Yep. Did you see that Jodie Turner-Smith from Queen and Slim is now going to star in it? I don't know a lot of her work, but I thought she should have been nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Do you like the addition, and does this make you more excited for Acolyte? Thanks. All right, thanks for sending that in. And I will tell you what, The Acolyte was one of those projects that got announced at that infamous uh famous awesome disney investors day call uh, where they talked about the acolyte and at that moment it became my most anticipated star wars show they had the the idea of some looking at it from the dark side that to me has been fascinating and i got especially all on board with it when i found out that the showrunner was going to be the the showrunner from russian dolls oh so, yeah so that got that was very intriguing and exciting as well. So, I mean, that was exciting too. Then we found out that the lead in it is uh, the girl, she was just in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And, uh, oh, what was the name of the one? Ah, uh, The Hate You Give. And then she starred in The Hate You Give and all that kind of stuff. So that's great too. So, but still, over the couple of years since they announced Acolyte, we really haven't heard much other than a couple of those announcements. And now this came out of nowhere. Jody Turner-Smith from... Uh, uh, from Queen and Slim. I was tripping over my words there. This comes just from the folks over at Deadline who write the following. Jody Turner-Smith, Queen and Slim, uh, and Anne Bo uh, Boleyn is finalizing a deal to join, uh, oh boy, I gotta make sure I try to say this right, Amandla Stenberg uh, in the upcoming Disney Plus series Star Wars The Acolyte, sources tell Deadline. So far, Stenberg, who plays, who's playing the lead, she's the one who's in The Hate You Give, is the only confirmed cast member for the Star Wars Universe project from Leslie Headland. Details about characters, including the one played by Turner Smith, are being kept under wraps. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. In the Star Wars universe, an Acolyte can refer to individuals with Force abilities who learn from a more experienced Sith Lord. The series is expected to begin production in London this year in late fall. Anyway, Chris... You hear about Jodie Turner-Smith being cast in The Acolyte? What do you think about it? Oh, my gosh. It's great. Queen Slim is so good. It's so, so good. good. Yeah. And it's never a bad idea to add talent, to quote you, right? So I'm excited about that. And this whole premise, too, I mean, we've talked about my issue with the latest Star Wars trilogy, right? Is I We went back into it, Star Wars being very small, Force users all having the same kind of bloodline and lineage. And that's never interested me. I love and it's the never Force. been Star Wars. No. It's never been Star that's Wars. That's not how it is at all. So expanding that and having other force sensitive people learning about their powers harnessing their power and learning from a sith lord <gasps> i'm into that i think this is going to be really fun and amandala is such a talent i mean say what you will about dear evan hansen she was really great in that she <laughs> i thought that it was completely <laughs> age-appropriate casting through through. <laughs> she was the only age-appropriate one <laughs> anyway uh, chris you hear about uh, jody turner smith being added to this what do you think 
What do you, you think, Aaron? Chris? Just yeah. kidding. I'm Aaron. Um, oh, sorry. That's it. Chris again. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. okay. That's okay. Um, I'm Wong. You're Kang. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Queen and Slim, phenomenal film. If you haven't seen it, you you, you must. And she has... Jodie Turner-Smith has this quality. Um, it's almost like... And, and, I, and I don't want to say that she's like her as an actress, but Cara Delevingne has a similar quality in that just their presence speaks volumes and it's not just the fact that she's beautiful which yes she is i've seen her in person she radiates light it's as if she is lit from within um her skin is like butter but that being said she has this presence on screen where even without quote it quote acting or having to do too much she does enough and there's something really remarkable about um, a performer who has that and it's in everything she does and I'm really and I think that especially in this world it's going to be a very um, interesting thing to watch because there is a practice of stillness that's required um, if you go we've seen it if you go too much and try to lean too much into the fantasy aspect of these shows it comes off as a caricature, and I'm not going to name any names, but there's one character in particular that I swear to God. Or just yeah, we all know who crazy. we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, there is the danger of not doing enough, which we've also seen in this world, which makes it look like the person is just kind of checked out to lunch. And we go, hey, is that a director choice? What's going on? I feel like Jodie Turner-Smith, just by her presence and what she imbues into every character without even saying a word or doing anything, having to manipulate her body or her face, she does so much by the sheer uh, presence that she gives to everything. And, and, and so I'm really excited to see how she, how she personifies these characters, th this character that she's playing as well. I think she's going to have um, a presence that is going to just light up the screen. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, like, like Chris was just saying, it's never a mistake to add talent. They just added a world-class talent to this, so I'm very excited about it. Anyway, hopefully we're going to find out more D23 this weekend. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this addition to the Acolyte? Are you excited for this show? It is my most excited, most anticipated upcoming Star Wars project. I'm so pumped for it. Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. All right, guys, before we move on to our next main topic, we're going to take a second to thank another sponsor of today's show. These are folks I have been using their service for years now, our friends over at Storyblocks. We want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's video, Storyblocks. Guys, I have been an enthusiastic fan and user of Storyblocks for years. I go to them whenever I'm in need of content creation assets like royalty-free music, video clips, or templates for my creative projects, ranging anywhere from little editorial videos to my very own full-feature documentary. Storyblocks helps you bring your stories, videos, and projects to life without sacrifices due to time, budget, or access to resources. They have over 1 million different story assets, ranging from stock videos, audio and music, an in-browser video editor, and they feature pre-designed 
design templates, animations, and outros. Storyblocks uses an affordable subscription model and their unlimited access plans offers, well, unlimited video and audio downloads rather than a costly pay-per-clip model. With Storyblocks, you'll be able to create more content and more importantly, better content, all while using a subscription plan that fits your budget, utilizing unlimited downloads of demand-driven and diverse content. So if you're interested in upping your content creation game, head over to www.storyblocks.com slash campia and get started today. That's www.storyblocks.com slash campia. And thank you to our friends at Storyblocks for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show and for having such a damn good service that we use all the time around here. All right, with that down, let's move on to main topic number three. Chris, what is our third main topic today? This one comes from Eric. Greetings, John and Co. We're just now a few days away from big surprises. Big surprises. <laughs> D23 is right around the corner now. And I wanted to ask you guys if you have any sense of, uh, of word about what any of the big bombs will be. I know you said you'd do a video from D23 with your last minute predictions, but I wanted to hear your early speculation now. What you got? All right. Thanks a lot for writing that in, Eric. And yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot to talk about over the next couple of days about D23. And all kinds of stuff. And obviously, you know, you've heard us with a bunch of predictions. Obviously, Fantastic Four is going to be part of it. I think Deadpool 3 is going to be something that gets announced. Give me a whole bunch of stuff. Whole bunch of stuff. But there's been one report going around that I want to throw a little bit of fuel on the fire. So, look, you got to understand that I get lots of things sent to me as far as information goes. I get, I get lots of things sent to me. Sometimes it's actually bang on the money. And a lot of times I hear things from certain sources and it just doesn't turn out to be true. That's why nine out of the 10 things that get sent to me, I don't talk about on the show. Because I figure, you know what? If that thing's true, it'll come out in Variety or, or The Hollywood Reporter or something at some point, and then we can talk about it. And nine times, nine and a half times out of 10, that's a thing. So one of the little pieces of whispering I started to hear about two months ago and I didn't give a lot to it. I, I didn't give a lot of credence to it in my own head. It was regarding Fantastic Four. And it was Free Guys, Jody, I always mispronounce the name, Comer? Comer. 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 Jody Comer, who of course is from uh, Killing Eve, mm. which, oh my God, she's so good in Killing mm -hmm. Eve. She was also arguably the best part of The Last Duel that she was in uh, with Adam Driver and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and stuff like that, that she's going to be our Sue Storm. That she's going to end up and she's going to be announced to Sue Storm at D23. So now you got to understand, I also heard, going back a couple of months, other names for Sue Storm. So again, this is something I just kind of brushed aside. About a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, I heard the same thing, but from a different person. I'm like, huh, okay, all right. Now, th this person has steered me right before, but they, al they also steered me wrong, very big ones. Uh, so I'm like, but okay, you're, you are now the second person I've, I've heard ab about this. All right, compound on top of that, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine who is uh, in this industry, who's, who, who does sort of what, what I do. And they had heard from another person that I don't know 
Jody's name came up too. Ooh. So I will I will say this. While I can absolutely 100% assure you that I cannot confirm that this is true. I'm I'm calling it though. Jody is going to be announced to Sue Storm on on Saturday. I I I again, I don't take that to the bank. I'm not telling you put don't not don't go to DraftKings and put any money on this. Not at all. I I but I'm simply saying where I am personally at this point with the people who have told me this, and now I'm hearing from other people who have people that are actually pretty solid who have been hearing the same thing from their sources. I I think all the stars are aligning, and now that we are only 72 hours out, it seems to me that I think we've got our Sue Storm. If you want to bring that picture back up there, Jonathan, I, I, I think we are looking at our Sue Storm. And again, when you look at her uh, from uh, Killing Eve, and by the way, I know Free Guy was a fun living in a video game world. She was fantastic in that. The way her, she played off Ryan Reynolds in that, I thought she was absolutely wonderful in it. Um, and again, she absolutely killed it in an okay movie in the duel. I mean, she has got talent coming out of her ears. I think she can do absolutely anything. And I'm telling you what, look at her and think Sue Storm. That's Sue Storm. That is Sue Storm. Look at her. So again, I am in no way confirming that this is the case. We may go there and, and for all we know, maybe Emily Blunt does come out on stage and they announce her as Sue. I'm just saying right now, uh, I'm putting my proverbial money. I'm putting my proverbial money on the fact that it is going to be her. So I will say that is my, that's my call right now. That's my prediction. I'm just hearing a lot of whispers about it and we will see anyway, Chris, you hear about this. What do you think about the possibility? Oh my God. She's Go taking notes to draft Kings. What? <laughs> what do you think about the, uh, do you think Jody's going to be our Sue I storm? Mean, she'd be great. She's a tremendous actress. I will say, I mean, Fitting the physical aesthetic of a character, there's a lot of actresses in Hollywood who could do this. I'm sitting next to one of them, right? Erin Cummings, Cummings, Sue Sue Storm. Storm. I'd watch it. So (laughs) her acting ability is what gets me really excited about this because she can play these really fun, dynamic, layered women who are flawed, who are messy, who have their own agency. And I would love for that to be part of Sue's character here. Not just being someone's wife, not just being someone's sister, but having a really really great storyline for Sue Storm would be wonderful. And I think an actress of this caliber would deliver on that and also require that. Um, Emily Blunt is another actress, though, who I think would have that kind of thing of, I want Sue Storm to have a really great front and center storyline here. Who on the planet wouldn't have gotten a huge kick of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt coming out and say, saying, here's your Reed Richards, Sue Storm, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. I mean, may, maybe just not Emily Blunt, who's been like, eh, it's maybe for me, maybe it's not. I think, though, Jodie Comer would be a really, really great addition to this. So many people have brought her name up, and I mean, the fact that your sources, too, are all confirming that is pretty cool. I would be excited to see her if I was at twenty D twenty three this weekend. Aaron, if, if only, if only. <laughs> Aaron, uh, you're hearing this name is is Jody a name you could see taking on a, a, a like a huge, huge, highly coveted role right now in the movie world with with a Sue Storm. Man, you guys are going to be so surprised when I come out on the stage <laughs> this weekend. Aaron Cummings, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sue Storm. Uh, no, I I 
love her. My favorite thing that I saw her in was Killing Eve because so good she is that. so, her character is so manipulative and she rides those waves and seamlessly goes in and out of, um, of these little manipulative ups and downs where you just go, I don't know, I don't know if she is totally stable i don't know if she's totally un i don't know what's going on with this woman but she's keeping me on the edge of my seat and she would and even the things that they would have her in wardrobe wise i was like that's like a tutu with a leather jacket and flip-flops and i'm not really sure how she's pulling it off but somehow she just kind of has this uh, there, there's this this quality I'm about her like that, just, that you say I'm drunk. <laughs> well, you usually are, my it's love. Fair, it's fair. Um, and and speaking of drunk, my a funny little thing that I just read about this. Apparently, when she got the call to audition for Killing Eve, she was nursing a hangover from partying her ass off in Barcelona and got on a. 13 well, we've all hour, been there, of course, um, as one does. Got on a flight 13 hours and within five minutes got the part, probably because she was slightly hungover. Um, but. But you see the fact that she has this dangerous quality to her. And that is something that I got to be honest, I don't see a lot. And I'm not trying to call out like my fellow actresses. I'm just saying in general, I think that there has been we've wanted our girls to be a little too nice. And I grew mm -hmm. up watching movies like Preston Surge's comedies from the 30s where women were like wheeling and dealing behind the scenes and, you know, like stealing jewels and movies from the 40s where the women were fast talking and they didn't put up with any shit. And they, you know, they did their thing and they were ballsy. And they were broads. And I see Jodie Comer, like she may look like a little petite thing. No, she's a broad. <laughs> and when she is in her, she is going to be like a Jean Smart in Hacks. Like we are going to see her career continue to evolve over and over and over again. So her playing a role that is so highly coveted, and it's just, it makes me even more excited for the movie than I already would be. Also, if we don't see Jodie Comer come out on stage and it is someone else, Aaron Cummings, for example. <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever is playing Sue Storm because now I'm just going to go, but what, what about Jody? But what about her? And the comparisons are going to be there. Um, so I, I, I think even if it were Emily Blunt, as much as I love Emily Blunt and she can do no wrong and she is perfect in my eyes, I really want Jodie Comer for this. Not because she's a white blonde lady, but because she seamlessly transitions all those little ups and downs of manipulative, psychopathic lady behavior that's so delicious. I mean, look, she would be, I, I still contend there are like probably a good 14 or 15 names that they could announce on Saturday morning that I'm going to go, yeah, right? So it, to me, it doesn't have to be Jody, but Jody's one of those names. Like Jody's mm -hmm. one of those names, like she comes out, you just know. I think there's probably about a dozen others that, that they could come out and we would just go, I know she's going to do a great job as Sue Storm. Mm -hmm. I mean, and also part of this, I think one of the things that, that we're all kind of overlooking a little bit here, I think a part of this is going to be, we're going to partially evaluate the casting of Sue Storm once we also hear who Reed Richards is. Absolutely. Because you got to picture them side by mm -hmm. side and vice versa. We're going to partially evaluate who they cast as Reed Richards with who they cast as Sue Storm. It goes both ways because this is like the OG MCU power couple. This, mm -hmm. this is it. It's Reed Richards and Sue Storm. So it's now that I'm, that I'm thinking about Jody in this role, it's like, 
Okay, so who could I see standing beside her? Well, it has to be someone who's going to be... This makes me even more excited for Reed Richards as well because she's a multiple BAFTA award winner. She's currently up for Best Lead Actress in Killing Eve for the Emmys right now. Has she not already won an Emmy? She has won it. She won the Emmy in 2019. She was nominated again in 2020, and she's now nominated again. Um, So, I mean, she's got a considerable... She's got some accolades under her belt. So it's going to have to be someone who not only looks the part, but also brings the talent to be able to go head to head with her yeah and that's not a small order because that's the thing right when you get somebody who's super talented and then you put them opposite somebody who's not quite as talented it can show one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is uh well don't worry darling a lot of people saying like florence Pugh, woo, but unfortunately harry styles looks kind of dead beside shocking no one but 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 i mean it's so that that can be a risk if you get somebody of her caliber you got to make sure you nail that Reed Richards role. And will it be Krasinski? Will it be the guy from you? I keep forgetting the actor's Ken name. Bagley? Yeah. Ken Bagley? Ken Bagley. Oh, who yeah. Would not, who would not be bad. And I could see those two standing side by side as a Reed and Sue. So, I mean, I don't know. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? Now, I am absolutely not guaranteeing you, telling you it's confirmed that Jody's playing Sue Storm. I'm just telling you, I'm calling I'm calling. It's going to be Jody that walks out on that stage on Saturday. Probably dead wrong. But what do you think of it is? Whatever your thoughts are, jump down to the comment section below and leave those thoughts there. All right, guys. With that all down, we are now going to open up the Super Chats and move into our main topics today, or, or move into your live comments and questions today. And before we do, we are going to take a second and thank one of the big sponsors of our show, my phone service provider, our friends at Mint Mobile. We want to take a second and thank the sponsor of this video, Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, What's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of the retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. And guys, I have been using Mint Mobile for months now, and I could not be more thrilled with the service. I also couldn't be more thrilled with the fact that my phone bill now is literally one-third of what it used to be with my previous major care. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/campia. That's mintmobile.com/campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia. And thank you to Ryan Reynolds and our friends over at Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. All right, guys, with all that down, let's now hear from you guys, our viewers, and we're going to start with our beloved channel members. Ray, what are our channel members saying? We got one from Mikroprut Dendansky. Hey, guys, sorry for the name. Are you planning on doing anything about season five of Cobra Kai? Thanks and bring on the filthy tolerating its existence is as much as I'm willing to do for Cobra Kai. No, listen, I know a lot of people love that show. My wife loves that show. Everybody I know loves the show. Nobody was more excited for that show than me. When they announced that they were doing, I thought, when we remember when it was a YouTube show 
Nobody was more excited for the show than me. I thought the brilliant, the, the concept was brilliant. And I watched the first four episodes and I'm tapped. I tapped out. I, it's, it's just not for me. I'm not saying it sucks or no, no, it just, it wasn't for me. So uh, yeah, unfortunately I don't watch Cobra Kai. So no, we will not be covering uh, Cobra Kai season. What's it on? Five. Okay. We will not be covering Cobra Kai season five. All right. What's next? That's it. All right. Then let's move over now to our super chats. Chris, what do we got? Oh, um, we're doing Chris. Chris is reading them. Okay, Chris is reading well. the super chats. Yes. Oh, well, Aaron. But Chris can read now. Yeah, you can read that. Double and I can adjust. Damon, Help a guy out. Uh, Rafael, keep it on me. Rafael Castillo sent in some support. Thank you, Rafael. Thank you, Rafael. So we'll make sure Damon reading the letter is next big meme image. It it's no yes you're right that's going to be a meme for years about <laughs> somebody gets some information and then reacting very very badly to that information i love that episode mm-hmm. i thought that episode was so good absolutely adored it all right what's next is jonathan having a stroke no, working quickly. <laughs> from andy one of two responding to yesterday i went back to watch the ending to jaws that i unintentionally missed out on my first watch because i had to reply to an invite oh yes i remember that second part from andy yeah we don't have what here we oh. go okay uh to an orgy <laughs> huh do you forgive me now john <laughs> uh, oh wow I, again listen here's the thing uh, I, the, sex is always going to be there your first time what? watching Jaws on the big screen. For some people. <laughs> For some people. What is that? What is the sex you talk of? I've heard about it. <laughs> also, I love the idea of Andy just being like watching the movie and then, oh, an orgy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, is that something except, you get an evite yeah. for? Is that a text message? Like, what's the proper protocol for inviting someone to an orgy? A formal like letter. you wouldn't know. No, sorry. <laughs> I, um, yeah, man, your first time watching Jaws on the big screen. Sorry, that's got to take priority, my friend. That's got to take priority. All right, what's next? There will always be other orgies. Only one first time with Jaws. Okay, what's next? <laughs> From Jay Master, AMC CEO Adam Aaron took to Twitter today to thank AMC retail investors for raising money in 2021 to save AMC, knowing the stock got memed on Reddit as regal parent company Cineworld files for bankruptcy. Yeah, I, I mean, look, one of my ang professionally speaking one of my angriest moments of the last couple of years mm. was aaron and i were at CinemaCon, mm. and uh, adam aaron got on stage and talked as if his visionary leadership saved amc and i almost got myself thrown out of CinemaCon. i was I, he i was like okay i'm gonna have to hold him down yeah i I, like, I wanted off to my earring, stand up off my nails and yell you son of a bitch you did shit to save this company. It was a meme stock that was completely outside of your control or influence that saved your company. While so, you were also giving yourself a massive pay bump. While you were huge giving yourself bonus. a huge bonus for laying 30,000 people off. So sit the fuck down. It, but I didn't do that. He didn't do that. And I was happy he that he didn't that. do that. No. Hey, listen. Because there are days I do want to go to jail, but that was not one of them. Plot twist. What if we find out in like a year or two that Adam Aaron secretly engineered the Reddit meme stock thing for, and he, he threw in GameSpot as well, just to not just to throw off the trail. Okay. At that point, I need to take back everything I said and hail him as one of the great business geniuses of our era. But uh, before that, it's like, no, okay. All right. What's next? 
from Sam Fisher, one of two. Usually being fired for cause is a, is a clause in employment contracts, but that cause is often the fault of the employee. What about actors who are right here. written off or killed to serve the story and not because they want to leave? Does that have a specific clause name or is it still being fired for clause? No. No. See, here's the thing with, with actors' contracts. We've talked about this before. Uh, when you hear that an actor has, particularly in the, in the comic book movie world, an actor assigned a six-picture deal. A lot of people think that means they've got to put them in six movies. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that the studio has to put them in any. It just means that if the studio tells them we want you in this movie, they got to be in that movie. Uh, again, we go back to, I always forget the name of the guy who played uh, Rhodey in the first. Uh, uh, Terrence. Terrence Howard. Howard thank you. Mm -hmm. Terrence Howard had a three-picture deal. But he was only in one movie they're not obligated to use many anymore. So yeah, if they decide to write out the character, they're not firing the character for cause. They're just saying, yeah, we just don't need you anymore. Aaron, you can speak to this as a character who's been killed off in a comic book property. Uh, can you speak to this? Yes. Well, it also depends on what your contract says. So clearly Terrence Howard's contract did not say that you were guaranteed. There's always a guarantee. Well, there excuse me, let me rephrase that. If there is a guarantee, then yes, they have to pay you in order to, quote, fire you or recast you. But clearly Terrence Howard had a three-picture deal or a however-many-picture deal, but didn't have a guarantee. So, for example, on a television show, um, like, you can see an actor, if they are a series regular, meaning they're a contract player, they might have a guarantee of X number of episodes. So if that show does not get canceled before X number of episodes, even if that actor is terrible, even if they if that actor does not get along with anyone as long as that actor does not violate any like safety conditions or terms of their contract that are fireable offenses in order to just get rid of an annoying actor you would have to pay them out so um yeah there's no like firing for clause i mean and, and a lot of times we'll see um we've seen a lot of roles now on television specifically most of my work is in television where um Instead of being a series regular, they'll make someone a recurring guest star and they'll put them in almost every episode. What does that mean? That means that they can just there's no guarantee of anything and they can write your character out whenever they want. So, uh, no, there's not it, it, firing an actor is a lot easier than it sounds unless they have a guarantee. And then you're kind of stuck with them. And it's, it's more tricky when it comes to television, too, because that's immediate shooting, because you're asking the actor and their representation to block off certain amounts of time when they cannot take other work. So if you do that in reliance on the contract and then they suddenly say, well, now we're not going to need you for the next four months. Well, then you can go, well, we blocked off the next four months. I've and turned, turned down, down XYZ jobs. So you got to yeah. pay me out. for. I mean, so it all gets a little bit complicated, but that's the general gist of it. All right, what's next? From Suthius, have you guys rewatched the Raimi Spider-Man movies lately? I just rewatched all the live action movies in the past few months. Ranking is now No Way Home, Homecoming, Far From Home, number two, number one, and number three. Um, I don't even have No Way Home in my top four. Uh, no, don't get, I, I, I had a really good time with No Way Home. I enjoyed it very, very much. But yeah, I mean, here's the funny thing. I don't even have any, uh, I don't have any Marvel Spider-Man movie in the top two either. Like the top, two, the best Spider-Man movies ever made were not Marvel Spider-Man movies. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. and it's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two. Those are the two, and whichever order you want to put those in, one and two, whichever. But those are the two best Spider-Man movies ever made to me. Um, I rewatched Spider-Man Two, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Two. I still, I still think it is a top ten greatest comic book movie ever made. 
I think there was a there was a period of time it could have been considered the best comic book movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would still have it in the top 10. Have you guys gone back and watched either of those? I love that one. I love Doc Ock. Oh, my gosh. Um, I would also put up there, though, that the PlayStation 4 video game of Spider-Man yeah. is one of the best Spider-Man films. Yeah, those <laughs> cutscenes are incredible. That story is so moving. I ball when I play that game. All right. What's next? Oh, yeah. The, uh, Aaron, by the way, a lot of people have been asking me to do a reaction. By the way, we still have to set up our night where we're going to do the two of you reacting to watching The Descent. Uh, but a lot of people have been asking Mile? me. Uh, no. Oh, no. I well, I don't know about because I don't one. even know if that one's any good. But a lot of people have been asking me the last couple of days to do a reaction video of having you watch Arachnophobia. No, no. And I no, said, no, no, we wouldn't do it. I said, no, we won't do it. No. We wouldn't do that. No, no, no. Mm-mm. All right, what's next? From Kevin Irving. Hey, John and Ray, what are your thoughts on the whole AEW situation? Will it change the landscape of the company? I. I'm not going to pretend that I follow wrestling enough to really know. I mean, I'm familiar with uh, uh, CM Punk. I've read a, a couple of headlines on Facebook, but I don't know much about it. Ray, you'd probably be better positioned uh, to answer that than me. If everything they're saying is true, just picture this. Your biggest star or one of your biggest stars in your company is also your biggest problem. It's the biggest. It's hated by a lot of the guys in the back. What do you do? I, I, I just... It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. You I release the Flash anyway. <laughs> yeah, you release the Flash anyway. I like that. All right, what's next? From uh, Suthius, the cheesiness of the Raimi ones don't hold up well for me, and MJ is such a toxic character that she just detracts from my overall enjoyment of those movies. I will say this. Uh, the cheesiness of the first one comes out a little bit more. I still contend the second one holds up. Absolutely 1,000% the second one still holds up. The one criticism I've always had about those Sam Raimi movies is that I think Kirsten Dunst was a miscast for Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought that from the first. And I think she's a terrific performer. I, I like her a lot. I've never thought she worked as Mary Jane. And honestly, I never thought her and Tobey Maguire p- played off each other exceptionally well. Um, like, I absolutely thought a thousand percent that Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield like had much better on-screen chemistry uh, as a couple. I I just never thought she was that was the right. I never felt that was the right role for her. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I was even more confused once Bryce Dallas Howard was Gwen. Right. I remember just being like, "What? Swap it. Reverse it. Change it right now." <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next? From Josh Becker, first images for Babylon came out. Yeah, so Babylon is the Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt movie. We actually saw about 10 minutes of it at CinemaCon or however many. How how long ago was CinemaCon now? It was in April. Was it in April, mm-hmm. May, June, July, August? Oh, five months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time flies. Yeah, they showed us like a good 10 minutes of it uh, there. And, and we really liked what we saw. I mean, I didn't get the same kind of best picture vibes as I got from Amsterdam when they showed us a bunch of Amsterdam stuff at CinemaCon, but... But this looks like it could be really, really interesting. You never go wrong with Margot Robbie or Brad Pitt. All right, what's next? From James Wheeler, sending a $25 super chat. Thank you, James. James. Hello, everyone. On Monday, I went to see Emily the Criminal and thought it was great. I highly recommend it. I'm not familiar Isn't with this. a new Aubrey Plaza film. Oh, that, uh, yeah. That, um, uh, our friend um, has been doing a bunch of uh, Q&As and interview tours uh, with this whole movie and talking to her a bunch of stuff. So yeah, that's it. So what do you, what do you know about it? I don't know anything about it other than it's Aubrey Plaza and it's a crime thriller. And I think Taylor, did you see it already? Yeah, it was yeah. really good. Okay. So Taylor, you, you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. Um, the social media person for the movie has been flirting with me on Twitter though. Let me just tell you. 
calling him out. Get it. Um, but I've just been talking so much about the movie. It's so, so good. Also, let me just show you this. There we go. My first hey, time. Oh, you got a lower third. Oh, than on the internet. <laughs> All right. By the way, if you want to get your fill of pictures of Joey Bishop, definitely follow Taylor, who was puppy sitting while we were at Tommy's baptism and so a lot of cuteness. All right. What's next? From Collins E. I'm flying out to Anaheim tomorrow for D23. Nice. Wow. Ready for some bomb dropping. Is it okay to say a quick hi if I see you or Rob? Yeah. Uh, you we, better. We Don't did, make eye contact. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did our um, uh, town hall meeting last night with our channel members. And a bunch of the channel members were asking if we were going to be doing a meetup while we're out there. We might. Uh, so keep an eye on the community tab of the channel or on my social media. Because uh, we might say, hey, guys, you know, me and Rob are going to be at the fish and farmhand bar at uh, at eight o'clock tonight. If you want to come over, we'll be there for an hour. If you want to come over and say hi or take a picture or whatever. So keep an eye on there. We might do that. We might not. Not promising it. But yeah, if you see us there, by all means, come up and say hi. We'd love to see you. Definitely don't say hi to Rob if you're in a rush, though. <laughs> <laughs> Would it surprise you to find out that I have the uh, Hey, I love that t-shirt that you're wearing. Did you know that? <laughs> All right, what's next? From Moda Awesome. It's actually Avengers the Morbius Dynasty. Mm. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because we got breaking news. Uh-oh. Mm. I finally might be able to watch Morbius because it's on it is on Netflix. Oh, they when yes. now? Like right now it's on yes. Netflix? I'm going to watch it on I will watch this run. for you know? the first time. You yeah. know what? I think I no. have to watch it again. I <laughs> no, think I got to go back and give it another more time. time, baby. Yeah. I mean, listen, to be fair, there there were good things in it. There were it had some hope. There were. There were some promising things in it. There were some things that some redeeming qualities. Uh, not enough to redeem the movie. Ew. It's a bad movie, no mm -hmm. doubt. And Prince, Prince Damon, right? Yeah. yeah. That was one of the redeeding qualities was good, Matt Smith good, showed good. up and you're like, okay, Matt Smith. Such okay. a bad character. I cannot though. wait. I know. I mean, you could tell Matt Smith was doing the absolute best he could with the with dribble. The he was, oh my <laughs> God. What am I doing in this I movie? I think I got to check it out again. I, yeah. I think I got to give it another shot. All right, what's next? From Joseph Sanchez, just wanted to say Rick and Morty is back and it's great. Probably my favorite animated show ever. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. <laughs> Why do you sound like you're, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not a fan and it's crazy. Like he... I, I made myself watch the entire first season. And it, again, it had its moments. Again, it's just... Uh, I'm not gonna say it's not bad at all. I'm just saying it just it wasn't for me. <laughs> Let's get it which down. is weird because the style of humor is totally my style. Gross so out humor. Would, yeah, like I, humor. I love that kind of stuff. Like science humor. It science really humor. works for me, and yet it just didn't with Rick and Morty. Which a gat like my buddy Dennis just leaves him aghast because he loves that and show. Ryan too. Which is so Ryan crazy because too. I oh, yeah. I do not enjoy anything that Tom watches. Like. I gear every single time he goes, oh, yeah, you got to see this. I'm like, get out of my face because I know it's going to wow. be something that is so dumb and drives me crazy. Oh. But, uh, man, I really think that Rick and Morty has saved our marriage because <laughs> I love that show. All right. What's next? From J Master, breaking news, Netflix is Bring Back My Childhood. A show reboot of the Teletubbies is coming on Netflix on November 14th. Ooh. Controversial those Teletubbies are. I remember, true story, um, I true story. got 
because of who my entertainment lawyer was, I got invited to meet the creator of Teletubbies <laughs> and then invited to Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas and at the Palm, the Palm Hotel in Las Vegas in the infamous Playboy suite, this three story oh, thing with an infinity at the top floor <laughs> with an infinity out the pool going over the end. Yeah. Teletubbies called the, because the creator of the Teletubbies was now creating a movie and they wanted my input and because we, we shared the same entertainment lawyer. They wanted my input. They wanted me to see the big pitch they were doing at this party where they invited like 50 different people to come. And, to, and it was going to be called the Oogie Loves. Now, Ooh, what? the Oogie Loves. Okay. If that rings a bell, it's because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it holds the record for the smallest opening weekend box office of a wide release film in cinematic history. Ray, you might want to look that up. Look up the Big Balloon Adventure. Yes. And by the way, um, Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts is in it. It has a couple of stars. Christopher Lloyd is in this. Yes. Oh, wow. Cloris Leachman. Jamie Presley, who, by the way, does not get the credit she deserves for being so funny. Yeah. Is it the Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon of yep. yeah. yeah. What was the oh, find, see if you can find the opening, opening domestic was four hundred forty three thousand. Four hundred and forty three thousand dollars for a wide release feature film. It okay. it I believe that is the record holder. And um so yeah I got to hang out and that was two thousand and twelve. Party a bit in the in the Playboy suite at the Palm Hotel with the creator of Oogie Loves and all the guests. Those images don't match up in my mind because I'm looking at the Oogie Loves right now and yeah. then thinking about the Playboy Mansion and going, no, yeah. no, 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 all not accounts. the furries, baby. <laughs> not I'm the just Playboy saying, Mansion, if... the Playboy suite <laughs> okay, at the Palm Hotel. Yes. If the purple Teletubby wasn't there, I don't want to be there. Tinky Winky. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. What's next? more of a Poe fan, but Jimmy, uh, Jim one is rings of power missing veteran actors like Charles dance Ian McKellen to elevate scenes, work with less experienced cast, like in game of Thrones. No, because I'm taught that like, listen, I clearly you guys, I I've, I've stayed very into, I didn't like the first episode, but none of the problems have anything to do with the performances. Uh, I think the performances are top notch. And so, no, like if, if, I, if I was watching these, like including the first episode, I quite enjoyed the second episode. I watched the second episode again the other day and I'm like, you know what? No, I like really like the second episode a lot. Still don't care for the first episode. But with the different issues I had with the episode one, none of it had to do with, you know what? The actors just aren't elevating the material. No, I think they really did. I think the actors are doing just a perfectly good job. I would also challenge you to go look at all those actors IMDb pages. Mm. These are this is not their first rodeo. Yeah, for most yeah. of these people they are very well established. These are seasoned, actors. established, resumeed actors yeah. who are Strong really, really good at what they backgrounds. do. They're just British, so they're new to you. <laughs> all right, what's next? From Dragon Ten, Chris's wit is always sharper than a Valerian steel sword dipped in lemon juice. <laughs> yeah, keep up the great work. Oh. That's that's a vision. That that, that, that's a and spot on. I Valerian like Valerian sword dipped in lemon juice. Yeah. That I'll stings. fight you and I'll fight dirty. That stinks. All right, what's next? <laughs> From Andy, asking if Harry Styles spit or not is the wrong question. The bigger question is if Harry Styles swallows. All right, we'll just move okay. on. What's next? From Sam Fisher, does the tower Celebrimore. Uh, Celebrimore. Celebrimore. Uh, thank you. Want to create, my cold reading skills, want to create, uh, to create, become, oath. To create, become, orth, orth. Anc. Oh, Sam, Anc. help us out here. Baradur 
or one of Middle Earth's many other towers mentioned or seen in Lord of the Rings. I'm so sorry. I did not recognize the design. Like when he shows um, Elrond the design, I didn't personally recognize the design myself. Mm -hmm. So we know that this is going to be the forge where at very minimum, the elven rings are going to be forged at the very minimum. Now in the lore, in the Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films, they meant, they say that Sauron forged the great rings and he gave, you know, three to the elves and seven to men. How many, no, nine to men, nine to men, mm -hmm. a seven to the dwarves, you know, all that kind of stuff. But actually in the lore, Celebrimbor forged the elven rings himself. And that's why they were somewhat a little bit more free of the influence of mm -hmm. Sauron. So at the very minimum, I think this is the forge where the elven rings are going to be forged. More than likely, it will probably be where all of them get forged. But I think Celebrimbor will do the elven ones. And so unless they break with that from the literature. So, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. But I, other than that, I didn't recognize the uh, the tower itself. I, the, Lord of the Rings, as much as I love it, it's for me what the pronunciations are for you, I think, for Game of Thrones, where I'm like, I have never heard this word said out loud. I don't know how to say oh, no, any I do that with a lot of actors. Some, a lot of times, accent. actors' names will come up, and it's like, you know what? I have read this actor's name a thousand times. I've never heard it said out loud, and I don't know how to pronounce it when it comes up. <laughs> Just, so. oh, I hope I got it. All right, what's next? From uh, Jamie Sundays. Yo, Ray, have you been watching Lakers Legacy? Oh, Dynasty. Oh. He's, he's talking about Dynasty. Probably yes, did, I they, have. And the next one. It's so good. It's going to get into the Shaq and Kobe era. It's going to be, that's going to be probably my favorite episode. The part so. where they talk about the evening that they had to announce that magic had aids oh it was like that was that was powerful yeah. that was really really powerful i do yeah. want to say there actually is a show called legacy the oh. true story of the la lakers oh it's is a that different the it's, one on it, hulu uh it's it, i think it's a documentary oh no then i haven't seen that one i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry for what's the one on hulu I is that hulu is that called dynasty is it called, yeah, dynasty? It's called dynasty but that is a uh that's a narrative story there's also one called legacy oh, no, the one we're talking about is is a is a uh no because there's winning time Time, which is the John C. Riley narrative one. Oh, I thought so. And Would then you... there's the docu-series that's on right now. I, and that's I, Dynasty. We think it's, I think Well, there's Winning is. Time. That's the show. Oh, okay. Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. That's on... That's on Hulu. Hulu. So, okay, so that's I, I'm wrong. We're talking it's not about. called Dynasty. Okay. It's called Legacy. Sorry. By the okay, way, so that is the one me. that you've been watching. Yes. Okay. By the way, I just got to mention this. I'll never uh, forgive you. Lot Sastry in the live chat is saying... John Cena should play Sue Storm. Agreed. Because you can't see him. I don't get it. How do I ban you, John, from the chat? <laughs> ban John from it's the chat? Ban, ban me from the chat? All right, what's next? From Rob McDonald, Millie Alcock is amazing as Rhaenyra, and I'm worried about the recasting. Do you think House of the Dragon could lose momentum if Emma D'Arcy's performance isn't as good? Well, sure, yes, but remember, it's not a recasting. She's the real Rhaenyra, who's going to be the character for the bulk of what this series runs. Uh, they just had to go out and get somebody to play a younger version of her. But you're damn right. This kid, oh, well, I shouldn't say kid. I think she's in her like mid-20s. Mm -hmm. But this Me girl too. is so good. So good. Like when Woman. she comes back into the camp after killing the boar and like her hair is caked in blood and she's just walking by her father, the King's table. 
she she has this ability to just give a look that says a thousand pages of dialogue. She's so good at that. I am loving her in this role. And it's it's going to be a little bit jarring when they move ahead now in more years and we bring in who's going to be the, the full-time regular actress who's going to be playing Renera. It's going to feel a little bit jarring at first, but make no mistake, they got a super talented person coming in to play the role. So it's it's going to be great. All right, what's next? They had the same concerns about the the crown too. I mean, yes, yeah. two seasons yes, and then went two seasons and swapped. So yeah, I get it. How many? What have they had? Four actresses play Elizabeth now in the crown. Mm, three, I think. All right, I have to look going it up. into now, the fourth. Now I'm thrown off because I think it's four seasons, but it's two actresses. No, they they've had a minimum of. Because what's her name? From Wait a second. The girl with the dragon tattoo relaunch. Played Claire her Foy. for the, Claire Foy, oh. who's so good. And then it was Olivia Coleman. They're yeah. gonna switch her out with an older actress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've already done. They've already done it again. Because they're going through different eras of. Uh... Oh no! Oh, you're so, talking, so we're talking about House of the Dragon again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're they're jumping ahead in time, and oh. they've got somebody else who's playing her. Oh, I see. Hey. I see three actresses here. For the Imelda time. Staunton. Whatever, man. I'm Ooh. done. Okay. Anyway. And they're replacing uh, Matt Smith as Damon. What? No, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. I knew that one would get you more <laughs> upset. All right. What's next? Victor 5001. You must see. By Prima the way, put in like $21. Oh, thank, thank you, Victor. You must see Prima Fassi with Jodie Comer at the cinema. It's a one woman play filmed live. Wow. She's truly astonishing in it. There's a screening in LA on the 25th of September at UCLA James Bridges Theater. If you can go, go. Uh, thank you for letting us know about that. Listen, yeah. listen you want to know a performer and actor who's really secure in their talent one person shows mm -hmm. one person shows i mean that that will tell you a lot so thanks for putting that on everybody's radar man appreciate that very much and thanks for supporting our channel on that level dude all right what's next from koa 1708 is it still feasible to do the holocaust background for magneto in the mcu when world war ii was like 80 plus years ago no no it's not um and i have this argument with fans all the time look could you say, well, then just give Magneto a new superpower that he's never had, that he ages slowly. That's never been a part of that character. Magneto is the master of magnetism. It's never been a part of his character. So what is absolutely essential is that his character comes from a place where he saw the worst in humanity. So whether that is the Rwandan genocide or, or something else, you got to come up with a new one. The, 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 that one is just now too far into our history because now we'd be talking about an 88 to 95-year-old Magneto, and I, I just don't think they're going to go that route. So no, you got to change the background, I think. All right, what's next? From Jay Master, game day. I, you know, I'm just saying during the break, I am really excited about the She-Hulk episode mm -hmm. tonight. Listen, the, the, the Marvel, well, particularly the Marvel Disney Plus shows are a bit hit and miss with me. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them I straight up don't like, like Hawkeye. Some of them have been okay, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki. Uh, but only really WandaVision and Ms. Marvel have crushed it for me. Those are the only two that have absolutely crushed it. WandaVision being the best one. Uh, but I don't care what anybody else says. I'm really enjoying She-Hulk. I, I still don't think their runtime for it ended up being the right runtime for it. Yeah. Like, even though I was okay with it, I, I knew what the runtime was going to be going into the show. And I was okay with it then. Now that I'm seeing, I'm like, nah, this needs to be a little bit longer. But still, that aside, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this show. I'm really looking forward to watching the episode tonight. If my, if my 65-year-old corporate lawyer dad can be having the time of his life watching mm -hmm. this show, I feel like we can all just kind of relax and take no, it can. for what it is. No, no one can ever relax ever. So no, no. no one. There was ever. twerking in it. I was triggered. More Red Bull. More Red Bull. <laughs> By the way, 
Yeah, Star-Lord having a dance-off? Perfectly fine. fine. Baby group dancing in a pot? Perfectly fine. She-Hulk dancing? That's cringe. So, someone said the other day, they're like, I could have seen twerking a scene in like Loki or um, uh, what is no, it? I Wanda, could not. Or WandaVision. I'm like, literally not in those two and only in this. Could that have been? <laughs> right, 100%. <laughs> All yeah. right, what's next? From uh, Daldar. If the cast rumors for the Fantastic Four are true, they won't be the Fantastic Four. They will be the Splooge-tastic Four. Yeah, not uh, not a lot of ugly going around mm -hmm. in the casting rumors for the Fantastic Four. Uh, not a lot of ugly going around. Yeah. It's well, uh, Marvel historically has only cast uggos. I yeah. mean, oh yeah, sure, I mean, so hard to shows because gorgeous yeah. human beings. Like even maybe your most average man casting that they've ever done was Paul Rudd. And then he ended up as Time Magazine's sexiest man alive. So that man I mean, ain't average. no, there is nothing average about him. Mm -hmm. No, Paul Rudd's a He drinks boy. the blood of children to stay youthful. It's and good so for him. Uh huh. Good for him. That's why I do it every morning. I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah. catch up. All right, what's next? From Sam Fisher, one of two. The EPs of Rings of Power said they know the last shot of the series. Prediction the last shot is either Isildur refusing to throw the ring in Mount Doom. Or we'll never know. Here we go. Isildur being killed, Smeagol finding the ring, or even Gandalf arriving in Middle Earth. If Gandalf isn't the stranger, I think it's Isildur re refusing to destroy the ring, because uh, I think there, I I think most of us believe this show will culminate with the Great War that we see at the beginning of the first Lord of the Rings film, when they you know the the alliance of the last alliance of elves and men marching against Mordor. And I think we're going to see that. That's what this show's building up to. I don't think it goes much beyond that. So maybe that, that very last one is just a... I don't think we see a Sildor die. I think it's just enough to say no. Goes on and Elrond and the rest of the elves go back and say, well, hopefully this works out fine. So we'll see. All right. What's next? From S. Beam, sending a $20 super chat. Thank, thank you, you, S. Beam. Thank you. Much love, the cast and crew of this great show. Uh, thank you so much, S. Beam. Again, it's always really special when somebody just wants to write in just to say something encouraging and nice. So thanks so much for that, man. We appreciate that very much. All right, what's next? From Jose Santiago, one of two. Re oh, great. Regarding Daredevil, I am currently re-watching the series and I'm starting to think I might not want a new Daredevil show. It was great not because of the superhero antics and violence, even if... Those are awesome, but because of the street-level characters and all of the character development, do you think Disney Plus slash Marvel will be able to recapture that magic? I think they'll make their own show. I, I, I mean, I think if you are going into Daredevil Born Again just expecting Daredevil Season 4, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. It's going to be its own show. It's going to be a new iteration. Obviously, there's going to be a bit of a difference with it being on Disney Plus rather than on Netflix. Although Disney Plus has been showing they're willing to do a little bit more adult kind of material as well. Um, but I think if you're just going, going into it and you fix an expectation in your head that it's got to be this, well, then you're just dooming yourself to disappointment. I think it's hard, though, with Charlie Cox playing Daredevil again for people. Yes. That makes it very challenging. Well, that's why, listen, if it wasn't Vincent D'Onofrio, I was having this discussion with a friend of mine. If it wasn't Vincent D'Onofrio that showed up as Kingpin in Hawkeye, I don't think anybody would have had a problem with the changes we saw in Kingpin in Hawkeye compared to what he was in the Netflix show. If it was a different actor, nobody would care. But because it's Vincent D'Onofrio... We're like, wait a minute, that's not what he is. So, I mean, you're right, that having the same casting. But listen, the, the audience demanded that same casting. Mm -hmm. But 
it's going to come with some potential pitfall. I, I just encourage all my fellow fans, just go into the show with an open mind. Just saying, hey, show us what you got and then judge this new show on its own merits, not what your preconceived expectations are. Uh, otherwise, I think we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment. Yeah. All right, what's next? Charity sucks. Forget it. I'm not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Trabuco sending in a $200 super chat? Well, let's what, go shopping. Oh, Ryan. That, he sent a premium chat before this where he said John deserves that Gandalf hot toy. He's wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. I mean, let, let's I'll wax poetic about Ryan here in a second, but what, what does Ryan have to say? So Ryan says, hi, John. A couple weeks ago, your face lit up like a kid about getting that Gandalf hot toy. Here's a little bit to help make your dreams come true. Love y'all. Oh, thank oh, you so Ryan. much, we Ryan. Hey. Daddy. What's going on, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is it because you can't see my face light up? Am I not light up, lit up enough? <laughs> Ray Or is posting his Amazon wish list. Lit up enough. <laughs> now, by the way, just as, as a callback, so go to Ray again for a second. Go go well, to Ray's camera for a second. To. Okay, now now sit like you're talking into the mic, Ray, for a second. Does that not look like his shirt says hummies? No. Come on, hummies. it's not just me. No. It's, it looks now like it, it says hummies. No, it does. But what is what hummies? Is, what is hummies? I, I, I don't why know. That's, that's why I was going to ask. That's your baby talking, but you ask for a Hummer. Oh. Wow. Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and Aaron's brain broke. Um, uh, well, you're going to ask the hard questions. If you're going to ask the hard questions, be ready for the hard answers. Yeah, it's just that she's so quick with them. But not it's hard right. for me to go, wait, are you... Is that a thing? No. I hope it's uh, not. Seriously, Ryan, that's such a great gesture. Uh, hopefully, John will get it and put it on the table. I mean, that. no, seriously, Ryan, thank you so much for support. Uh, we are always blown away that, that people who watch and enjoy our show want to support our show. So I, I thank you so much for that, Ryan. That's incredibly generous. You've been a longtime viewer uh, as well. So thank you so much for that, man. We really appreciate it. And on behalf of everybody else who's watching the show, thank you for being one of the reasons we get to keep doing it. So thanks again, man. All right. What's next? From Josh Becker. I got bills tomorrow. How about you, John? Yeah, I, got I also have tomorrow. the bills tomorrow. Uh, of course, bills versus Rams, NFL season opener. Oh, Who are they playing? I, I was I like, have, I also they're have bills. They're bills. playing in LA. I, I think we all have bills too. <laughs> I think we all have bills too. Uh, going would back you to like Ryan's. To pay uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Be my sugar daddy. Yeah, I, I, I will go out. Listen, I, ask me again Water. after week five. But right now, I'm, I'm predicting the bills win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I, I think they got a little bit they got the bad end of a stick last year i think they are going to win the super bowl this year and uh i think they might even do it convincingly but who's I, giselle's we'll has been playing for these days uh tampa bay oh okay did actually he retire and then they yes. just took him back retire then unretired oh. and then he won again and now after. there's there's sad news in tom land but there are whispers going around that him and giselle might have split up going on right now i i, I don't know if that's true i hope it's not true because like Giselle's his first, sugar mommy, folks. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of money, but she's worth more than him. She's she has more money so than him. Money. Yeah, I'm not worried about my girl Giselle. No, 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 no. no. I'm He's just gonna go Tom. get drunk on a boat, and he'll be fine. Yeah, him and Gronk are gonna start hanging out. So pretty like, soon, Tom's gonna have his jerseys up on offer up, and I can buy him for the lowest price I can offer. <laughs> I'm Do a you low ball Tom. What What was it? Some like after Tom Brady announced his retirement, the last touchdown that he threw. Oh, right. Somebody bought the ball right. <laughs> that he threw his last touchdown with for like a million dollars or oh, something wow. like that. A bunch of money. 
And then like two weeks later, he came out of retirement. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> it ain't kidding. the last touchdown ball he's going to throw now. That was probably somebody that like back when he was in college was like, you're never going to make the NFL. And he got like word that this person was, uh, yeah, I'm like. Yeah. Sports ball. All right. Sports what's ball. next? From James Wheeler sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. I've seen I James. mean, it's not as good as Ryan's. Oh, but. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> James, that's awesome, James. James. We Thank appreciate you. you. Oh, Thank you so good. much. I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan is now an associate producer. So, uh, James Wheeler, I've seen Jaws many times, but last night was my first time seeing it in the theater, and it was amazing. You know what? I, I am super jo- I have not had... The opportunity, like every evening for us has been booked. And it's like, I have, I'm like you. I have never, with all the times I've seen Jaws, I've never seen it on the big screen. I've never been able to see it on the big screen. And well, not without getting an orgy invitation. Yeah. Through. <laughs> that, you know, can't, I can never get through a sitting because of the orgies. The <laughs> Always with the orgies. Coming yeah. through the evening. Bing, bing, bing. Phone blown yep. up all the time. I'm like, this is something you said in the mail. <laughs> yeah. The mail. Um. So, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. I'm incredibly jealous. I'm glad you had the chance to experience that because I've never had that chance yet. All right, what's next? From James Argenta, She-Hulk preview for tomorrow is Jen and Nikki discussing Jen dating's pro- Jen's dating profile and if she should make one as She-Hulk. And I'd be so there for that if that's what it is. I'm so there for that. Listen, I ever since the first trailer came out and we saw that she was going to be on Tinder, like I'm like, I must watch this show. This is going to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that she's... Going, she has to make a profile as She-Hulk because don't we see? Didn't we her see in a trailer like she she's Hulk? on the dates as She-Hulk? I don't think that's a good idea. You're just gonna get guys with mommy issues. And... It's probably gonna be like a quick montage of it, probably. Oh yeah, I bet you're. I bet you're a thousand percent right. I bet there's gonna be a montage of her being on a bunch of bad dates. All right, what's next? From John Proctor. Hi, John and crew. John, I've been a big fan for many years. Thank you. Probably nearly ten years. I listen every day, and this is the first time I've ever been online when the Soup Chat's opened. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. John, we're glad you'd be able to hear part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, that that is one of the the, the weird things is that because of when we stream, right? We stream, first of all, it's not really good for any time zone because we stream at 1030 a.m., which means a lot of people in California are either at work or, and yeah, yeah, I see you guys. A lot of you guys watch us while you're at work. Or yeah. melting. <laughs> or, or melting. Or at school or at wherever. East Coast, it's only like one. At an orgy. In the afternoon. Or you're at orgies, you know, around the clock, you, 24 hours. Um, or you're in one of the other countries and you're, it's like three in the morning where you are. And a lot of people who watch our show are never able to watch it live. So it's always fun when I get to do, that's part of the reason why we started doing two live streams every day, like one here in the morning, then one at like three in the afternoon. And what's always funny is when I do my John Campy After Darks, I know we haven't done a lot of them lately. That's one of the reasons why I just set up a new like mini workstation at home so I can do. And for those of you guys who are channel members, you know, I did my uh, town hall live stream from my new little home station. But when I get to do John Campy After Darks, I usually don't recognize any of the names in the live chat because it's people watching from areas that have never, that aren't able to be here during the live stream here, which is like really cool, which is why I'm going to try to do more after darks if I can. All right. What's next? I, what? I just got to say Aaron, looks, you look like you had a question. No, I just, I, I'm stuck on John Proctor's name because John Proctor is also the name of the character in the Crucible who uh, oh, that's right. impregnates yeah. the young girl and then she has to walk around with the, you know, she's, wait. I'm, oh, I'm missing. He does the big old monologue of the importance of his name. Yeah, but yeah. John Proctor. Yeah, it's Wong. an important name. Wong. 
It was All right, Wong. what's Wong. next? I'm the one who knocked in the chat. Also let us know that they're at an orgy right now and still watching. So thank you for your commitment. See, you got to have, have your priorities. Russell Amador, Deadpool 3, Death of Marvel Universe, taking place in alter, uh, alternate reality. Sources say, this source being me, my credibility equals <laughs> zero. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Russell. There is a great kind of Elseworlds comic run of Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, mm -hmm. which is freaking awesome and hilarious at the same time. Um, I do not think they will do that at all. But my God, if they if they had the cojones to try to do that one, I, I would watch the hell of it. I think it'd oh, be a absolutely. lot of fun. All right. What's next? From the spit heard around the world. <laughs> Harry most deaf spit. Well, you know, I have read some things today of, yeah, Chris Pine saying Chris Pine's rep saying that Harry Styles didn't spit sounds like a PR cover. Look. Really? Who said that to you, John? Uh, well, you weren't the first. Like, you did, but you were the first one. I've, first, I've heard of people. First. First, first live person to first say First in comments. I, first, <laughs> I, listen, the first time I saw the video, I said, that doesn't, I mean, he could be doing anything. He could be doing anything. It was when the second time I watched the video, when I watched Chris Pine's reaction, I thought, oh, that does look like a man who was just spit on and wondering what the F. But listen, I it could still be a many other thing. So if Chris Pine's rep is saying that Harry Styles did not spit on him, I'm good with that. I, I totally believe it. I do. I, I totally believe it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I, I do understand where people are saying, listen, that was humiliating for Chris Pine. So saying that Harry Styles didn't spit on him is a little bit of saving face. I, I listen, I hear you. I do. But it's just one of those things where you look at it and it could be mean one of a thousand different things. And so I believe the press release that Harry did not spit on. I would I choose to believe that. I believe all the nasty stuff that I'm hearing <laughs> about this movie because it is just fuel for the fire. And when I'm watching that movie, I'm going to be like, they hate each other. They were fucking. They hate each other. They won't Sometimes talk to each both. other. Sometimes both. Times. Sometimes both. Yeah. I, I just love seeing in my Instagram stories the people who put in the goat. So a goat falls into Did Chris Did you see Pine that? Lab. Wait. It's so good. Yeah. What? Yeah. There's there's a video going real. around where, oh my God, Harry Styles threw a goat on Chris Pine. And Isn't that interesting? Harry Styles walking in the shit. And when he says he's dumping a goat. Oh, oh man. Anything with a goat is excellent Auto automatically better. I need to learn the how to do that. Compositing was awesome. <laughs> so fun. You got to look it up. The compositing on it is awesome. He goes, oh my God, Harry Styles threw a goat on Chris Pine. Like, oh, what? I'm looking so, for that. So that that's so well done. Cannon. There's no spit, only yeah. guts. All right, what's next? We are ending with a bunch of support. Jose Santiago, The Richard, and James Wheeler with a $50 oh super chat. Oh my God. Thank Justin, you, James. Thank you, James. Thank you, James, very much, man. Um, and to all of you guys for doing that. And guys, That'll do it. James, seriously, thank you. Just, just Oh, James is telling me in the chat. That's for my hot toy. Oh, that, oh okay. We no, will I make sure no, we specifically it. designate I that did. to go to Ray's hot toy, <laughs> hot toy collection. Uh, guys, that will do it for today's installment of the John Campy Show. Thank you so much for being here and making this show part of your day. Big special thank you to all you guys who sent in those super chats. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did it. And all of us involved with the show, thank you guys so much 
for your support. Also, guys, don't forget, a little bit later this afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Robert Meyer Burnett and I will be doing an open mic. Speaking of, you know, if you can't be here to watch live at this time, hey, maybe you're available around 3 o'clock. Come on down and join us. We're just going to spend the whole time just taking your comments and questions. Should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, don't forget to join us again tomorrow right here for the John Campia Show. I want to thank everybody sitting in the room with me, of course, starting with Chris Carr, the wonderful and returning Aaron Cummings, Ray Ora, and of course, producer Jonathan Voico running the show today. And uh, sitting beside him, you caught a quick glimpse of him, Taylor is here as well. There's Taylor saying hello. And uh, my name's John Campy, guys. That'll do it for us for now. Thanks a lot for being here. And until next time, my friends, orgy.